0: Hello, and welcome to the Shedding Light podcast, created for you by Lighthouse Family Church. I'm your host, Kewen, so join us as we talk about all things faith and how we apply these principles to our daily lives. So welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the Shedding Light podcast. It's 2021, a new year. Uh, and a new season of the podcast um, and yeah i'm just excited to be here trev thank you so much for joining
1: again um yeah this is going to be a fantastic way to start things off yeah great thank you kieran uh, it's, it's been a while and i think as you say a new year and there are some topics that we want to to tackle that are that are quite relevant because we are seeing it in the news media these are things that we are thinking about we are probably reacting to and so we we thought one of the best ways to do it would actually just be to take this podcast and to tackle some of these important issues. Yeah, absolutely. So for the next couple of weeks, um, yeah, we're going to be
0: sharing on just some, some, Difficult issues that we are facing currently. So there are current things, they're relevant things, um, everywhere from what we're going to talk about today, which we'll fill you in now, um, to you know, the the COVID vaccine and how we're gonna deal with that. Oh. And and just some just a whole bunch of different different topics um for your enjoyment and for you guys to think about. And I really hope that you'll engage with us. Um that could be through any means, that could be from direct contact with either myself or or uh, Pastor Trev, that could be through our, our website, through our Facebook page, just connecting with us and just sharing some comments and thoughts about what we're talking about. Um, because ultimately, you know, with difficult, controversial topics comes opinion. Absolutely. And, you know, Trev, I know you just, you just kind of want to set a disclaimer out there, um, you know, just about, you know, because we're going to be touching on these yeah. things.
1: Th- this is kind of personal opinion, a lot of it. Well, well it is. And obviously, this podcast goes out from Lighthouse Family Church. uh, But we just want to say that what we are sharing, and we are going to endeavor to bring a sort of a balanced biblical perspective to to these topics, they are, at the end of the day, our, our opinions and our convictions. They're not reflective of, obviously, Lighthouse Family Church in any formal sense. Um, but we are looking to just um, to just look at things biblically, and what we're going to kick off with today then is to to look at what you've probably seen in your social media feed um, as I came across it, and that is. That um, particularly in the States and probably around the world, there have been some names of Christian leaders that we're very familiar with um, coming through holding mass gatherings, whether it be worship events, whether it be church services, in defiance of the particular laws of the land, or at least the guidance to try and contain the pandemic and not have these kind of meetings. and. Uh, and I saw it. I saw it came on my social media feed. And I, I, I looked at this and I go, is this happening now? Uh, it might be happening in America somewhere, but this is happening now in the height yeah. of the pandemic. And we know what the infection rate is like in the US and so on. And so what we're going to look at today is we're going to take two names that are quite familiar um, to probably most of most of you. And that is uh, Sean Fuecht, who's a worship leader uh, and has been holding these kind of open-air meetings, no social distancing uh, yeah. at all uh, around the states, and he has been doing so for for months on end. And then we also going to look at uh, John MacArthur, uh, who's doing the same thing, just in terms of church services. Yes. And so he, um, uh, based in California, where they've had an incredibly high infection rate for months, has defied the local authorities to keep his church open. And... Um, And yeah, just also no protocols. It's not like even social distancing in the building. It's like if you took a photograph now um, of Grace Church that he passes, you would think it would have come from 2018. Yes. Before the pandemic. Yeah. So we're looking at these two individuals because they're quite familiar to most people. Sean Feucht in the realm of worship, John MacArthur, probably many of us have heard at least one John MacArthur quote in our lives. Yes. Read one of his books. Well-known individuals. And although... They're based in the states and so on. The influence is global. Uh, that's why we're familiar with it. And we thought, since they've put it out there unashamedly, um, and they pretty much have the same attitude and heart—just the one in terms of worship and the other in terms of of um, church and church services—we thought it'd be good for us to to, to wrestle with these issues. Yes, um, because they're Christian leaders. They influence us, and we follow them. We sing their songs. We read their books. So we thought we would tackle some of the. The the issues that that we thought of that would be good for us to wrestle with from a from a biblical perspective. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, and I think especially you know in
0: in a time like this, in a global pandemic, where across the world Christian leaders have had to adapt Correct. in the way that we do things. Um, you know, we at Lighthouse alone, it's been it's been an interesting year and a bit yeah. of of having to exactly. kind of re, you know redesign the wheel and kind yeah. of rethink the way that we're doing our ministries. Uh, and so then to to look across the pond at two two big Christian leaders who haven't really adapted, yeah. you know, yeah. and are kind of just doing things the way they, they're used to doing things and for their own reasons. And that's kind of what we're going to get into today. So yeah. uh, just some background. Um, I also need to stress that while this may be, you know, Pastor Trev and myself um, just having a conversation about this, um, we have checked our facts on these things. This is not just purely our opinion. Um and so again, you know, any kind of comments or feedback from from any of you listening would be greatly appreciated. Because we'd love to hear your thoughts as well on what you think about these issues. So yeah, just some background. Uh we'll kick it off with Sean Feucht. Um so for those of you who don't know who Sean Feucht is, he is a worship leader. He is connected to the Bethel music scene and he is also one of the I don't know if you could call him founding members, Ooh. uh, but connected to the Burn 24-7 global movement. Um, and I'm sure that if you haven't heard of Sean Foigt, you would definitely have heard of the Burn Movement. Um, you know, we've hosted many Burn events here at Lighthouse. Um, and so for me, this is this is this is something that hits close to home. Um, because this is now uh, a man that I've particularly respected uh for many, many years. Um and he's doing some interesting things. And the thing that we're talking about is the the let us worship movement. Um it's it's been trending on social media, hashtag let us worship. Um it's all, and it all kind of falls in with Sean Feucht's hold the line um political movement, and that is what it is. I'm not saying political movement out of um you know opinion, but it is in fact a mm. political movement. If you go on to Um, Sean Fork's website and you read about Hold the line. it is he's called it a political activist movement Um, he says our goal is to engage with the church and with millennials in a way that charges them to become more politically active so it is a political movement and even his Let Us Worship campaign is politically charged as well Um, you know he makes statements on his own website um, about how you know it's time for the church to rise up with one voice um, and and tell government leaders and rulers um, of big tech that we refuse to be silenced. These are all from his website. So this movement is politically charged and you know the movement has taken its its form in these mass gatherings, tens of thousands of people gathering in different areas of America, different cities and different locations. Um, where yeah tens of thousands of people are gathering unmasked. Um, singing worship. And on the face of it, when you look at photos and stuff, you think, oh, my word, this is just amazing. And I can tell you now, if this was happening two years ago, I'd be sitting here singing his praises, saying this is amazing, this is an incredible thing that Sean is doing. The issue is, is it wise Mm. in the pandemic that we're sitting with now?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And John MacArthur being very similar in in his approach, just in terms of um, keeping his church open. It's a mega church, uh, 7,000 plus members. And so uh, John MacArthur has, similar to Sean Foyke, just held the view that um, that the church has a right to be open or Christians have a right to gather together. And despite um, California um, kind of the the mandate from the governor coming to uh, limit restrictions, much like we've had all over the world, including our own country, they have defied that. Um, it almost went to court, um, but they gathered a legal team to uh, to take on the government. I, I think it probably just got stalled. This was sometime during the course of, of last year. And John MacArthur has uh, insisted that they need to uh, stay open. They have done so, uh, despite the fact that they've had a rising number of COVID cases, which they have tried to um, to um, uh, keep quiet. Um, Kieran's going to touch on that uh, a little later. And, and so, in a way, we're talk, talking about whether it be the worship scene or church. Um, they're doing the same thing in the sense of, of just flying the face of the guidelines that are coming from from the CDC and the states and, and so on. That social distancing um, is, is the one way that we have um, and or we have had up until the vaccine rolled out. And we still need to apply in bringing the infection rate down. And so while they're not forcing anybody uh, to, to come to church or to join the worship events, the, the the big question is for, for us as Christians: Is it wise? Is is this the, the way to bear witness and and so on? And, and let me just say, certainly from Sean Foix, I mean, you know, in the videos that you you can go and see freely online, people are getting saved, uh, people are getting healed at these events. Yeah. Uh, so there, there's a there's a good following of people that that are saying, no, this is right and good. Um. And so we're just trying to look at it holistically. Um. Obviously, it would be outlawed in our own country. We can't do that right now. But but because these are influential figures, we thought that we would we would tackle some of the issues. So, Kieran, one of the things that you spoke about was this kind of weaponizing of of worship or the yes. preaching of the word. And you used that word quite specifically.
0: Yeah, so it, it can sound quite hectic if I'm saying the word weaponizing worship, um, you know, and, and I, I, I do need to watch the way I speak about it because it is something that's close to my heart. Um, but I do want to use the word weaponizing worship because when we consider... Um, American culture at the moment um and you know it, it is very different to the way we do things here um you know our, our faith is not um it's not tied into our political views um here in South Africa you know um Christians around south Africa uh, support all sorts of different political parties it's just not such a big thing here but historically uh, in America if you are a christian you want historically and naturally going to be um, conservative on the right-wing spectrum Correct. of political views um, and kind of anti-left-wing democratic um, political views. And when we look, when we look here, um, particularly at Sean Foyt as an individual, um, a little while ago um, he, he had his own political campaign, his own run for office, mm. uh, that was kind of not as successful as I think he was hoping it was going to be. Um, but still, he took that step into political activism. He took that step into run, you know, having his own political campaign. And so it is clear then, Sean Feucht is a political activist now. Mm. He's not just a worship leader. Right. So something that we do have to get, get out the way immediately, this is not just a worship leader holding worship gatherings. It is so much more than that. This is a political activist holding political gatherings um, and using worship. And my issue is that I can, I can to a degree, understand in theory what he's doing. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what it's like to live in America, and so I can, I can only assume that it must suck. To, to live in America and feel like as a Christian that your government is um, doing all that it can to strike out Christian morals and Christian ethics, you know? Mm. So I can understand in theory um, the, the want or the desire to stand up as Christians and to, to rise up against persecution. My issue is using worship as a political tool, Mm. Um, using worship as something to kind of stick it to the government. Um, If we take worship in its most simplest form, it is adoration for the king. It is acknowledgement of who God is. It is bringing his name honor. It is lifting our praises for who God is and giving him glory. I cannot find an example of worship being used as a political tool in scripture. The closest thing I can find is the walls of Jericho. You know.
1: Oh, totally different you know? context, yeah. Totally different context, but it's the closest thing I can battle, find yeah.
0: to to worship being used in a kind of battle um, you know, one against the other mm. context. But it is totally different. The thing that that frightens me about, about this movement, the Let Us Worship movement, is how it has divided Christians as well. In a time when genuinely we should be seeking unity, you know, in a, in a pandemic yeah. like this, where all churches across the world are having to adapt, the one thing we're needing is to come together as Christian leaders, to come together as churches and to go, I've got your back, you've got mine, let's work together, let's build each other up in this, because we all need help in this space. This is, this is dividing Christians, yeah. in opinion, um, and... To me to me there there is an issue of weaponizing worship weaponizing the word as a way to kind of stick it to the government um and trev I don't know I don't know what what your thoughts on on this are but to me it it, it does it does look a little bit like we are losing we are losing our focus on what worship is when we take issues like this hmm. that it's it's no longer just adoration for the king but it is a tool we can use to get our way,
1: yeah, and you know what, what Christians have long held to is the separation of, of church and state. And so, the church does church things, kingdom yes. things, uh, and of course, worship, the, the preaching of the word, and, and that kind of thing would be a large part of that. And of course, the state does what the state does it provides laws that we can live in freedom and prosperity and growth, and, and so on. And neither of us do it perfectly. And of course, where, where those lines get blurred, um, then it becomes uh, problematic. I think we've also got to understand that we are in a we are in a pandemic at the moment. Life is not normal. Uh, so what we are talking about are, are, are temporary measures that that governments have put in place uh, as the best way they know how to curb an infection rate that is filling up hospitals because of people getting yes. seriously sick. And uh, you know, and so, and so we need to understand this is not like a, a a viewpoint and a standpoint. I understand to your point that that in the states and everywhere around the world, there are much big issues at stake, and there's a place for worship and the word to be used in a way that speaks to the evils of society. yes but 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 are measures in a pandemic evils in a society that are curtailing your freedom? I don't know. No, yeah. you know. So it leads to the second thing that we also want to talk around, and that is about honouring government. Yes, what that looks like in terms of um, uh, to to honour to honour the rulers that are placed uh, over us. I think the Bible is very clear that um, that we do this. It's interesting. that both Sean Foyt and John MacArthur, and many other perhaps lesser known. Um, uh, Christian leaders uh, Around the world They've spoken out And they've used these terms Like discrimination The church has been Discriminated against um, They've even used Some Have used the term Persecution uh, That we have been persecuted I think you were sharing um, What uh, Sean Foyk said on, on his website um, The the abuses of religious liberty The silencing of the faithful um, And um, And uh, just uh, What's the last one That I've got uh, um, the And the banning ab- our voice yeah. yeah. Banning our voices Um you know, the first word that comes to my mind is even if if you see them doing that, they're doing it temporarily. Yes. This is not their long term, you know, um, um, you know, aim to to silence the the, the church. Freedom yeah. of speech exists in America as long as I, when last I checked, that's not you know, um, the, the issue here. And I think that gets confusing. Um, when you, like Sean Freck, does, um, compare what's happening now to what happened in Europe that led to the first, you know, pilgrims getting on, what was yes. it, the Mayflower to sail yes. across the Atlantic, it's a totally different scenario. Yeah, absolutely. They were being killed for their faith. Yes. This is not, this it's is not, not a same. parallel. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah, your government is asking you to
1: not meet in the thousands and to wear masks. Correct. You know? Have a worship gathering that socially distance if yes. you wanted to. Have yeah. a church service online, like most of the the, 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 yes. the Christian world is doing. Absolutely. And so, you know, Romans thirteen, we we kind of um, we kind of use it quite loosely where it talks about submit to the governing authority and all the rest. And we use it loosely when it's going well for us, when the government is sort of okay and they're not really impacting our lives, and occasionally we 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 might um we we might you know just react a bit to to what government is doing. But but it's it's the principle remains submission is not something that we do naturally because we don't like to submit no and no. and so the the question I think that that we're all trying to wrestle with is what does it mean to submit to the authorities in a time of crisis when the authorities are not getting it holistically right all the time? None of us were prepared for a global pandemic yeah and so and so. You know, for me, I just need to go back to Romans, uh, Romans 13 and going, what does it look like to submit to the authority? When the authorities have said to us, whether it be in South Africa, let's talk about our own country, we can't meet right now. But we know that Soromopoza has engaged consistently. He has engaged church leaders. And the track record through this pandemic has shown that he's taken that seriously. We have been as soon as, I mean, I remember the, the first time we were able to meet again, um, was uh, around I think the that family meeting was the 26th 27th of May we yes. were going to level 3 on the 1st of June so technically at level 4 Sauron Pauze essentially opened up and said that church gatherings were allowed with social distancing measures in place for up to 50 people yes that's not persecution no it's not you know and 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 so uh, I think at the next family meeting I think there would be as we know from the last one engagement with church leaders and religious leaders to to see what can be done to allow Christians to worship again. Yes. In fact, he admitted at the last meeting, even while he had to put us in you know hard lock harder lockdown, saying that you know they they were consulting with churches. Yes. He realised this is unpopular. People want to worship. Yeah. You know you can't tell me that that governments around the world are are not uh, aware of the same for. You know, for for people of faith in their particular countries, including America, where it's you know it's it's a long-held freedom, but it's, we're talking temporary measures in the worst pandemic in a hundred years. I think to most sane people, we go, nobody likes it, but we understand that that we need to take some measures right now, that that people might remain safe.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and and you know, it it is about. You know, honoring the government, it is about adapting yes. as well. You know? Um, you know, we could have chosen when when South Africa went to, to hard lockdown and we were told no gatherings of any kind. We could have chosen, oh, you know, whatever. We're going to do what we want to do. Yeah. We could have chosen that route. We could have also chosen, oh, well, you know, that's it now. You know, if we can't meet physically, what's the point? Yeah. And just shut down all forms of ministry. Or we could do what we did. Yeah. And that is adapt. Do what we need to do. Correct. Some things worked, some things didn't. Yeah. It's taken a lot of hard work. It's taken a lot of mental energy to try and figure things yeah. out. You know? Um, you know, you put hours of effort into doing a YouTube video that gets ten views. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It is what you, it is what it is. And you do yeah. it for a couple of weeks and you realize, ah, oh, you know, we'll try
1: something else now. And everybody's adapting. Yes. And we're making it work together. So yeah, I just I think honoring honoring authority is an important one. Now I don't think uh, there are times of persecution. What's happening yes. in China and and the, you know, um, Islamic countries and that kind of thing—that's persecution. Yeah, we get that. Um, but the way that some Christian leaders are carrying on in the Western world, you would think that they—if you didn't know it was them—you would think that it's a quote from a, you know, a, a pastor in the persecuted <laughs> church. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. But it's not. No, We're it isn't. We're talking temporary measures. Yes. For a greater good. Yeah. and I think that's important. You know.
0: Absolutely yeah and and at this time I really think I would I would like to take the opportunity to to just honor um our local church leaders who have done what they what they can mm. to to get the word out you know adapted the way they've needed Absolutely. to adapt we have um and almost every other church in Port Elizabeth has um if I consider our own local burn um uh, community of worshippers, um you know, gathering outside hospitals to to pray and worship yeah. together, with social distancing, with masks being being worn. You know, there's the key. It to right is, there. Yeah, it is possible to Absolutely. gather and worship and pray and still honor the government. Absolutely, it is possible to do so. So, uh, along the lines of 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 honoring government, which is a God, it, it's something God has called us to do. You know, something else that God calls us to do is to love thy neighbor <laughs> you know to, yeah. to love one another it is it is one of the one of the core tenets of our faith is is you know love god and love people and something something to me that that really strikes me from all of these stories whether it's Sean Foight whether it's John MacArthur whether it is others is the issue of loving loving your neighbor and the issue of deception and being being honest yeah. about your things. And the one thing that that is really striking about, particularly the story of John MacArthur, is um, the the issues around. You know, not only not only has he gathered, but he's gathered, in spite of positive cases coming from his church, coming from his church gatherings. Mm. Um, there there were there were many many issues last year um, of. Of gatherings where positive cases came from, that um, there is an article from the Christian Post um, that was that was written, um, and it it deals with some some of the the issues that happened last year, particularly earlier on last year, um, and so some of the issues such as um, let me get it here. I was looking at it right here, and now it's gone. <laughs> uh, yeah, so some some issues of um, you know church events being being held and then um, two or three positive cases coming from it. There was one um, such event that John MacArthur held where there was a visiting a visiting pastor who contracted the disease and died shortly afterwards. Mm. And yet they continued to meet. Yeah, that for me is not love thy neighbour. No. that is not love. That is that is for me love thy church program. Yeah, you know that 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 looks what that's like it mean, anyway, yes. regardless of your motives. Yes, that's what it looks like. From that's what me it outside. looks like. Yeah, um, and some of the a, a big issue for me about the being honest and the deception issue is that uh, there there have been a certain number of uh, either staff members or congregants of John MacArthur's church who came forward anonymously, but the. The reporter was able to identify and say, "This is a staff member," yeah. and just leave their name out. Um, and so, one of the church leaders, for instance, told told uh, the person who wrote the the Christian Post article that staff and members are, and this is their quote, "being pressured not to report new COVID cases to the health department for fear of being shut down." Yeah. So, as a church. They are pressuring leaders and staff members and congregants in general to not report new COVID cases yeah. for fear of being shut down as a church. I mean I don't know. I'm there are few things that leave me speechless. Yeah. <laughs> and this is <laughs> this I saw is, that there, yes, you. yes. And uh, this and this is one of them,
1: you know? Um some of the other issues of um Well, just on that point, yeah. Kieran… That John MacArthur earlier had accused um, the government in saying, he said that this is not a pandemic. The real virus is a virus of deception. Yes. And yes. there you are being essentially guilty of the same thing. When you're calling people to essentially cover something up, you have been deceptive. Yes. You, you can't have it both ways. I mean, you know, and, and so, and so you know, it, it then comes into that whole realm of being hypocritical. That's just not good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the the, the LA uh, County Department of Public Health came forward to say that no additional outbreaks had been reported by Grace Community Church mm-hmm. um, since it was cleared of an outbreak, which involved three cases in November. So this is November last year. Um, however, and this is quoted, multiple members of the church um, said that they were scared of speaking out about the outbreak for fear of retribution. Some said they feared losing their jobs or others said they feared being ostracized and losing their community. Now, what I cannot say categorically is that John MacArthur stood in front of his church and said to his congregants, do not go and say yeah, that you will be ostracized. Sure. Okay, But no one naturally fears being ostracized from their church unless mm. that is a, a, a culture that is being... Yeah. Created there, Greece. you know. I, yeah. for instance, don't don't fear being ostracized from Lighthouse or losing my job if I need to speak out about something. You know, it's not the culture yeah. that you, Trev, have created here. But if that's the feeling here, that's a big issue. That is that's issue. a big issue. And as you've said, you know, John MacArthur has stated that there is another virus loose in this world, and that's the mm. virus of deception and mm. the great deceiver behind this is Satan
1: himself. Yeah, this is be- this is deceptive. Yeah, this is deceptive. And then that other quote that you found from Rick Warren, yes. just on on the loving approach, which which is this whole thing about masks that I think a whole lot of us miss, is that um, it's I wear a mask not primarily for me. It's in the 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 possibility that I may be asymptomatic. I wear the mask to protect others. Yes, so it is actually a selfless thing to do. It's. Um, you know, it, it's a loving thing to do. Rick Warren ha- had a statement. Now he, he's also just down the road in Orange County, not far from, from Grace Community Church, also a pastor of a mega church, had a very different approach to, to this whole thing. Yes. So so a comment that he made, for instance, um,
0: uh, to Relevant Magazine, this yeah. was December 21st. So this was kind of after yeah. all the issues with John MacArthur had, had happened. Um, his comment was, Some churches are willing to gamble the health of their people. I'm not. Um, There's a Saddleback Church in Southern California. The good shepherd prays for his sheep, cares for his sheep. One day I will be responsible. I don't want to be a super spreader. I'm not doing this out of fear. I'm doing this out of love. You wear a mask for love of your neighbors yourself. Um, And he's also gone out to say that he disagrees with pastors who contend that churches are being persecuted by the government. Um, another statement of his says they might have a discrimination case. If theaters weren't closed, football games, weren't closed. Concerts weren't happening. Um, the concerts weren't happening, but they are, we're not being discriminated against. This is a safety issue. Um, regal cinemas closed down 650 theaters. Disney laid off 28,000 people. We're not being discriminated against. And this is a very serious, very serious issue. Mm. Um, it is clear that churches are not being discriminated against. Um, and even some of the other comments that, that John MacArthur has made about uh, that there is there is no pandemic. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Um, you know he's made statements about how um you know 3 people in 7000 is not a pandemic or it's not an outbreak. No outbreak. You know? yeah. Now okay. In theory he's he's right. Okay. 3 people in 7000 is not an outbreak. OK, however, um, stating stating statistics, um, and this is a statistic that has been thrown around by oh. so many people in the States. Um, th- so this is as it is now, um, and this was around about December or something like that. As it is now, you have a 99.998% chance of having no lasting effects from COVID. OK, now, the one thing I'll say on that is I don't know what kind of virus has been going around yeah. in the States that has a 99.998% chance of survival. Um, it's certainly not the one we've had. Um, but then he says, but for what we hear now, the vaccine is 94% effective. So why reduce your odds? Now it's a very strange statement to make, particularly <laughs> that in Los Angeles County, where both of these churches exist, um, 707,000 people, at this at the time of of writing um were known to have been infected with the virus, and nine thousand four hundred and thirty eight people have died from it so that's one point three percent mortality rate in Los Angeles alone yeah it's a one point three percent mortality rate, and that's not even taking into account those who have you know severe lung damage afterwards Correct. or or you Correct. know other long term effects so yeah, love your neighbor. Being honest, these are these are, are Christian values, and these that's are tricky. not these that's are the not thing. little secondary issues. Yeah. These are core issues in our faith. Yeah. And to to make comments like this, um, flippant comments about comparing it to flu and all these kind of things, yeah. that's not loving your neighbour. No, yeah. it just isn't. Um, and I and I have to stand in agreement to 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 Rick Warren, and I must also just stress at this point that this is not us aligning ourselves with Rick Warren, or um, you know, throwing, throwing everything John MacArthur has done under the bus. Um, it's- This is happening. It, yeah, it's dealing with this particular issue. But I, I have to agree with what Rick Warren says, that the good shepherd prays for his sheep, cares for his sheep, and one day I will be responsible. We have to, yeah. as pastors, both of us are pastors, we have to take into account this responsibility we have over our, over our, our sheep that Definitely. we are looking, are looking over.
1: Our church program is not the most important thing here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think and your point of, of fundamental Christian values uh, of, of love, honesty, transparency are, are just so critical. Uh, moving to wrap up then, just perhaps the, the last point is, is the reason why we have looked at Sean and John MacArthur is because they are examples. They are well-known Christian leaders for good reason. They've done amazing things, and they, 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 their faith is strong. I have no doubt of their sincerity, their desire to be a faithful witness to Christ in good times and through pandemics, uh, but, but their actions and what they have put out, um, you know, have been, I think, controversial. And, and we've got to then, as biblically-minded Christians, weigh things up. And, and I, I realize there are no easy and clear-cut answers. Yeah. But, but the, the last point we, we just want to touch on, and that is being an example and being a witness. Um, as an example, as a well-known Christian leader and author, as a well-known worship leader, uh, it, may, it may not even be a right or wrong issue. It may also just be a wise issue. Is it wise in a pandemic to be pushing something that clearly is a temporary measure that the government is putting in place, social distancing is, is what I'm talking about, to to just bring the infection rate down, that we may all go back to normal. Yes. And because they have such a following, it was interesting on social media, it's great because you can see all the comments and you can see all the the, the the Christians, yeah, this is great, stick it to, you know, the authorities, take a stand, all the rest. And and there's a measure of that, that I, I get the appeal, this this faith, we're going to carry on meeting anyway, we're going to trust God through this pandemic. That said, is is it wise and and given your stature as a a leader as an example in the Christian world, is it the best way to act when you have other opportunities like worshiping you know with social distancing protocols, like um, having church online for a season? You know, it's an example issue. The other is a witness, and what has been interesting to me is to see that uh, the aspects of the Christian world that have come out and support, like, yeah, we need to be doing this, but most people, and often their comments saying, well, I'm an atheist or I'm not a person of faith, but, you know, and their comments of just not, just at a, at a very human level, they're going, why are you putting other people at risk? In, in the heart of a pandemic, why are you so insistent on having church, on having these open air worship events? It just boggles the mind of people not of faith that are, that are not Christians. And then you've got to ask yourself, is this the best witness? in the yeah. world right now? Is it a good witness? And the way that I, I, I thought about it would be, um, what what would you want your headlines to be? If I was the pastor of a church or, or, or headlines for Sean Foyt or, or, or John MacArthur, because the headlines haven't been great. No. The headlines, particularly in the secular press and even some of the Christian press, haven't been great, as we've alluded to some of the comments and some of the articles um, that you found, Kierne. So do you want a headline article? What is, which is the better witness? A headline article being, um, Grace Church uh, insists on, um, you know, uh, uh, services, um, members contracting, contracting COVID. How do people read that? Most intelligent people, reasonable people are going to go, what are they, what are they doing while yeah. they're remaining open? It's not a good witness. A better witness could be Grace Community Church, while suspending services, gets involved in helping a feeding scheme in the inner city. Yeah. Because that strikes most people like what Jesus would do in a pandemic. Yes. And I, that's my opinion, I get it. But just think about, I mean, I've clumsily, you know, put together some sort of headline, <laughs> you, know, um, um, uh, you know, articles in my mind, but, but just think about it. What, what's gonna get better for the average person in the streets going, you know, uh, I'm thinking about God in these times, where is God in this pandemic? And then I read about a church or a, a worship leader. Yes. Staying open, what looks to me, just for the sake of staying open, yes. because I know of other churches that have gone online. And I go, why? Or would I be more stirred by a headline that that says, this is what the church is doing to to alleviate the suffering that has been brought on by this pandemic? Or, or, or so. And I go, wow. you know, Isn't that what the, the, the follower Jesus is, is all about? So... I, I realize we've touched on a whole range of issues. We've tried to stick to to what um, Sean Voigt and, and John Mark Arthur have actually said, what they've put out, um, and, and just to evaluate and, 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 and process. I realize it's very much what, what is going down in the States, um, and, and obviously our situation here is, is quite different. But because they are spiritual leaders, I think it's been good for us to to wrestle through these issues. Yes, and Absolutely. And so, um, and so we hope that that's giving you, know, you some, some food for thought, just helped you process that. Um, we are looking forward to meeting again. And I'd, I would hope that at our next family meeting, as I said earlier, our president would, would give us the green light. But I fully understand why for now it has to be, we want the infection rate to come down. Yes, absolutely. We don't want, we, we see the pain and, and, the, and the struggle for our healthcare um, workers and, and those on the front line. You know, we want to get past this. But the best way past this Consistently around the world has been shown to be social distancing, and obviously the vaccine rollout is going to to help bring the pandemic ultimately to an end. But but for now, that's what we need to do. And so, um, thank you, Kieran, for for doing some of the hard graft and um, <laughs> checking some of the, the the sources. But you know, any closing comments from from your side? Yeah, I
0: think uh, just to just for myself, um, you know, I think it's been really good to talk about this particularly because we whether we want to to believe or not um that oh well you know these are these are American things and they're American issues these are two huge spiritual leaders that influence other spiritual leaders correct. all around the world correct you know uh, I know that there are people there are people who have um been inspired to to grow as worship leaders because of Sean foyt I know of pastors who have built ministries Absolutely. upon what John MacArthur has said and the views that he that he he holds so we can't just look at these these guys and go oh it's an american thing we'll just leave it mm. you know because they are ultimately going to to influence
1: us and we need to be able to have a response to these kind of things um, absolutely yeah so yeah and understanding that they're not perfect yes. so just to just to say finally yes. i think we're not knocking them we're not saying don't yes absolutely. listen to sean Foy's music cut absolutely. john MacArthur yeah. off when not at all uh they stand but but they have taken a stand in in a pandemic that i think has been quite divisive in the Christian world, and yes. I think that needs to be evaluated in in line with you know long held Christian views and and what the Bible has to say, and that's what we've tried to do. So we're not dishonouring them in any way, um, but but their actions have been you know cause for concern, and we wanted to yeah. to look at that. So yeah. just to no. just to say that as
0: another well. wonderful lesson that honour and disagreement can coexist. Absolutely, absolutely. So last last um, kind of comment from from me would just be on something that Rick Warren has said, just as kind of a a last thought for us to all think about, particularly as we just continue to try and adapt and just think about what our, you know, what our churches look like going forward. Um, You know, something that, that he, he said was um, COVID-19 has revealed a fundamental weakness in the church. Most churches only have one purpose and that is worship. If you take worship away, you've got nothing. They're in a hurry to get back to worship because that's all they've got. And when speaking about his own church, um, he said um, that ultimately, so Saddleback, his church, are built on five purposes, not just one. Um, you take one circle out, we've still got four other circles. We've got ministry going on, we've got mission going on, we've got fellowship going on, we've got discipleship going on. They all stand on their own. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, Rick Warren's church model is the one and only perfect church model. But he does leave us with a good thought in our mind of just to, you know, this pandemic has forced us to look at the way our churches function, um, to look at the way our ministries function, and to ask ourselves, you know, if you had to remove the physical gathering in the room, how will our church still function? Absolutely. Um, And I think here at Lighthouse Family Church, I'm honored to be able to say that, you know, we've had mission, our, our missional activity has continued um, and has been almost stronger than ever. Mm. That we've we've continued in our discipleship. We've continued in, in our um, community um, and our our ministry to people. Um, and yeah, this is probably just a good encouragement for us to just continue doing what we're doing and continue working at at ways that we can keep bringing the kingdom, and keep Amen. doing what we're doing as as Christian leaders. Cool. Amen. Amen. Thank you all so much for listening in. And once again, we'd love to hear your thoughts about this. But until next time, this has been Trev and Q for the Shedding Light podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day and your week. Cheers.